Welcome to the Two Blokes Trading Podcast, sponsored by our partner broker, Pepperstone. Welcome back to the Two Blokes Trading Podcast. Ken here with Rory. And in this episode, we're going to speak about our respective processes before we execute a trade. From my perspective, uh, Forex, and then from Rory's with his speciality in equities. Rory, how you doing? Yeah, I'm good, thanks. How are you getting? Good. Very well, very well indeed. Hangry now. I was hungry, <laughs> but now I'm hangry. Yeah. I need to we record this podcast and I'm going to eat. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So um, let's let's go through through our processes. Yeah. Do you want to go first? Yeah, sure. Yeah, go go ahead. So obviously the first process you do, you start getting a macro view of the world. You want to be, you know, looking on Twitter, looking on Bloomberg and seeing what world events are going on. You know, like the, the war in Ukraine that used to be the trade wars in China. Now we have Pelosi going to China and there's obviously that tensions increase. You're also looking at what central banks are doing as well as a lot of other things around the world that we'll get into. Once you sort of get that understanding of seeing what where the world's actually sitting politically and stability-wise, I then drill into looking at data. So the first thing I start to look at is things like leading indicators. So I might look at, you know, jobs reports, um, manufacturing PMIs, things like that that's going to give me a view on where the sectors are going to be growing and where the industries are growing. So once I get like a worldview, I then go into a country. I get the country view, so I'll get the world view, go into America, see what the sectors are doing in America and the industries through the leading indicators. Then maybe using coincident indicators and lagging indicators. What, what sort of leading indicators, sorry? Yeah, so like manufacturing PMI, uh, mm-hmm. jobless claims, um, you know, inflation data, things like that, mm-hmm. to be able to see. Because when you have all them, you can then kind of predict what central banks are going to do based off that. If you look at the same indicators that the central bank are looking at, you're then going to be able to think like them and be able to trade mm-hmm. how they're going to react, and it's going to work out in your favour. Indeed. Once we do that, then you obviously get your coincident indicators and your lagging indicators, which give you reference to your timing, to see if your timing's right. And then from there, it's about generating a stock screener, go through your screener to uh, find your quantity or your quantitative what's, what's that sort of process with a stock screener? How's that sort of work? Yeah, so I would go on to anywhere that does it. I, I get mine from the Bloomberg terminal. I would go on, download a stock screener. All right, someone that doesn't have a Bloomberg terminal, what can, so, what can I use? Terminal, yeah, can go on. There's websites like even Zach's. Okay. They do simple screeners and Icon Refinitive do a few and I'm sure there's a lot more out there that mm-hmm. do it. And once you get that screener, you can then drill down and basically go through what you want to go through. Mm. I know that mine's things like earnings gross, revenue, EBIT, EBITDA, them sort of things is how I drill for the outliers. So if I'm looking to go long a company, I then drill down all the stocks that have really good earnings growth potential, good sales growth, things like that. Short is just the converse of that. Mm-hmm. And once we're there, then we're into the macro, the microeconomics of the company, as well as looking at uh, catalysts of the company. What sort of microeconomics should people be looking at for? Yeah, I mean, if you're if you are looking at, like, say, you know, a technology company, you want to start then being quite curious and looking at things like, you know, well. What was the chip manufacturing looking? You know, what country exports these chips? What's their currency doing? If their currency you know, is appreciating, is it going to be more expensive to buy these chips? Are these companies then going to have less profit because they're paying more for it? Is their prices going to go up? It, just things like that. Mm-hmm. That's 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 the in-depth knowledge yeah. that you want, really. Going I love that. You know, finding out what their earnings are, what they're predicted, and then even drilling as far down and seeing what their catalysts are. You know, mm. what has the management been saying? You know, because behind every company, there's, there's a team of management. You want to be seeing what they're saying. What do they think of the stock? What are the banks and institutions saying about it? Drilling down to that. And that sort of helps with your timing. Mm-hmm. You know, because sometimes you can predict when these events are coming, others you can't. You know, earnings, for example, you can predict. So you want to trade around them or trade through them. Love and that. That's where you structure your trade appropriately. Love that. See, 
people think that it's just about logging onto the terminal, bringing up the chart, and clicking buy or sell. And I mean, that, <laughs> that process that I've described is only you know, a bit of a scratch of the surface. Yeah, it's a scratch of the surface. Yeah. You know, I mean, you can go further into detail, but you don't want to go too much. Yeah. You know, because you're going to waste too much time in one company and miss a lot. Mm. Yeah, but there is a lot more behind it. I think it's amazing, really, Rory, because I know obviously people now know, you know, your your story, your, your lead up to trading. Yeah. But it's amazing that you've gotten that amount of knowledge and awareness of how important this is yeah. so early on in your career. Still, some people, uh, it takes them time to realise yeah. the importance and the, the in-depth knowledge that they require. It's not just, you know, you can't just dip and dive in, into trading. This It requires this to be yeah, profitable. Yeah, it requires this, yeah. You know, mm. and probably why a lot of people feel and it's, it's not really up to people, but if you go to these huge banks, they'll have a huge team of intelligent people all working on one thing that I'm working on. You know, so I'm trying to get all these leading indicators, I'm trying to get all this macro news, all the micros, and put it all together myself. Whereas, you know, a team at Goldman Sachs might have 30 or 40 individuals do that. Exactly, you know, so they, true. They a bigger budget than I have. Damn right, you know? <laughs> damn right they so do. Sometimes you have to remember you might be at a wee bit of a disadvantage, but you have to do the best work you can, and mm -hmm. by no means it's not impossible. Agreed, yeah. Well, all right, um, let me talk from my from my, yeah. from my side of things with, with Forex, and obviously I don't just trade Forex, I, I actually invest and i do um trade cryptos yeah. as well obviously forex is my, my bread and butter um so for me obviously i'm a massive fundamentalist as as you are you're aware you've got good knowledge there um so let's take um looking at the let's let's break down one specific currency let's break down the dot how i'd break down the dollar okay so obviously we've kept we've been keeping this dollar chart up for quite some time um obviously it's in a massive upward trend the reason being as i'm sure you know one of the key reasons uh is central banks so the central bank of the uh, of the United States, uh, the FOMC. Um, I'm looking at what these guys are doing. And right now we're in obviously a massive rate hiking cycle to try and cool down inflation and prices because it's killing everybody, killing the economy. I'm still, I still get so annoyed when I'm filling up my car. You know, obviously I've got a diesel vehicle and it's, you know, some places like one, one pound 90 per litre. That's inflation. Yeah. And that pisses me off. Yeah, <laughs> and, and it seems to be more inflation than things like fuel and everything we need. Yeah. You see these inflation numbers, you know, in the US, what is it now, 8.5%? You kind of think it's definitely up more than that. Yeah. You yeah, know? I know. And I, I always say that that's the bare minimum of inflation. It must you know? be, seriously. I always see them saying, you know, excluding food and energy, but food and energy is what people is buy. Is what every people day. buy every day. You should never exclude that. No, you shouldn't. It's the necessities, you know. Yeah. yeah. You know, like they always go on about travel inflation you know people don't travel every day so they don't really see that inflation on yeah basis, but they see it in fuel exactly you know? so so yeah obviously i'm looking at central banks i'm looking at data obviously the data these guys are looking at as well like seeing how uh, what's the labor market doing at the moment because obviously if the labor market is improving typically speaking we're going to get more rate hikes meaning more currency strength um i'm looking at um obviously uh, pmis manufacturing yeah. um because obviously manufacturing is a big part of, of some some economies um what else am I looking at? I'm looking at... Um, oh. Suppose you start to look more even into like the equity side to see what equities can transfer into... True, true. Now, actually, you just give me... Yeah, no, no, go on. Finish, finish first. Yeah, and then, if, you know, if you could start to see like an industry building somewhere, you can maybe see a demand for that currency. True, you know? true. Like I'm sure in, in the early 90s, late 90s, dot-com bubble, mm -hmm. there was obviously a lot of influx into technology companies in America. So a lot of money was probably going into dollar there. Mm -hmm. You know, I wasn't around trading at that time, but I'm sure somebody a wee bit older than us could probably. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely. Now, 
actually one one thing you've just reminded me to talk about is I'm going to bring it up down here. Obviously, not everyone that's listening can hear, but what I'm bringing up and what I'm going to talk about is um, yields. Okay, so bond yields. For anyone who doesn't know, this is fixed income. This asset class, fixed income, it's a safe haven investment. Bond yields are the rate of return that you get when you're investing in a certain bond. Obviously, in this case, we're talking about government bonds in the United States. And now something really interesting, why I look at this as well, because typically speaking, in some time, in some cases, when yields are dropping, that is a sign of potential worry. Because what it means is uh, the rate of return that you're getting on that bond, the yield on that is going down because there's a lot of demand. Now, if you look back here, I actually noted on my chart, look, investors seeking safety as coronavirus cases start to rise, spreading from China to other parts of the world. Look what's happened back here in February. Look, February, look, look at that big drop. Doof, doof, doof. And then obviously in March, really spiking down to like, I think record lows there at 0.33%. And that's crazy. Like there's so much demand. So, you know, when you're looking at other relatable asset classes uh, and looking for a um, correlation, you know, if we're seeing um, spikes here in yields, we know there's a, there's a worry on investors seeking safe, safety. Yep. You know, so looking at that side of things. So, you know, if this is happening here, you know, your riskier assets are going to get hit. Your stocks yep. are getting hit. Your commodities are getting hit. Um, and that's what, we're, what we've seen. Yep. And obviously this is moving very much, obviously, in, uh, you know, similar dollars moving similarly to yields, obviously. Um, yields are now obviously rising quite drastically there in the US and expecting that to continue to push the upside. So looking at other relate, uh, you know, industries that are, um, you know, assets that are, that are correlated as well, finding correlations. Yeah. Because, you know, actually, you know, actually here, for example, February, yield started falling. That's right. If you look at oil, I just want to see if I've got oil here as well. Uh, oil was actually one of the first movers actually during COVID, That's right. understandably, because obviously at the end of the day, if economies are shutting down, there's no need for oil at all. Logistics yep. um, all stops. I don't know where my oil chart is. But anyway, oil started falling beforehand. Um, so, yeah, it's just I'm looking at all this. I'm painting a big picture yeah. in a day, Rory. And even um, one of the major things, too, you know, going back to COVID, because of the oil oil fail was probably mainly due to the China consumption. You well, know, China, yeah, China's China the first country to... Close down, you know, and effectively have and lockdowns. Are, 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 are they the biggest importer of, of oil? Be, I'm not sure if they're the biggest importer, but they're the, biggest, the biggest user. User, oil, biggest yeah, user. So they would, they would go through a lot of oil. So lot whenever of oil. an economy like that shuts down, I mean, it reflects oil prices yeah. around the world and they dropped. And then countries were following after, so less and less oil. And then we obviously seen oil prices go negative. Yeah, you know? yeah, damn right. So yeah, obviously we both, we're both quite aligned in terms of building that picture before we actually approach the chart. Yeah. You know, and then obviously we're approaching the chart. Um, and then for me, yeah, about entry, I'm just looking, obviously, my my my, um, my strategy, which I talked you through before, is very much about supply and demand. Yep. Um, so I'm just finding those key areas. So obviously, look, the other day, it's painting that big picture beforehand before we approach the charts. Um, it's all about having the idea before you log on. Mm. You know, you don't ever want to be pulling the chart up to generate an idea. You want to have a macro idea and then translate that maybe into some technical analysis. Damn right. Execute the idea. And you know what as well, with, with trading, what I say to a lot of people as well, similar to, you know, obviously like here, look, the dollar right now, obviously it's, it, it's trend is to the upside. So whenever we see pullbacks, um, the, those pullbacks those are being bought, you know, the, um, the, the dips are being bought. Yeah. Just like you have trends, technically, we have a fundamental trend. So there's fundamental trends driving currencies as well. So say, for example, during the time of Brexit, when Brexit was really yeah. a mess, Every time that we was technically seeing a GBP rally, that rally has been sold because the fundamental theme, yeah. you know, the trend, like if you know, like the trend technically, the theme was yeah. to the downside. Yeah. So it's just being aware of that as well. You know, and the theme we'll have going on at the minute with 
you know, with the US dollar is rising inflation. Mm. Usually rising inflation would cause the currency to fall, but in this case, because of the interest rate hikes that should be coming off the back of it or increasing it, every time now we're seeing people say, well, we might have hit a peak in inflation, the, the dollar's kind of dropping a wee bit, mm. you know? But I think it's probably just going to be another pullback before we move back up. Yeah, definitely. I think it's going to be a while before we see the end of inflation. Agreed. Eight and a half percent, still eight and a half, eight and a half percent. <laughs> you know, and when you're when the Fed's targets two percent, you're a long way away. I oh, know, I oh, know, a long way. <laughs> God, going to take us a while, but yeah, we'll get there it hopefully is. at some time. I know. Hopefully, the UK can follow suit too. Yeah. <laughs> your diesel isn't anymore. <laughs> oh no, don't. All right, guys. Look, as a reminder, two blokes trading. Um, the app, do download that, get involved. Rory and I are fully in the depths um, of engaging and providing value to the community. Please do not hesitate. Send us your questions, anything that you're struggling on. Um, I'm sure there's a lot of people that can find value in your questions or in similar stages of their journey. So do not hesitate to reach out to us. Um, Ken and Rory here. Um, thank you very much, guys, uh, for jumping on this podcast. Cheers, guys. Thanks very much. Appreciate it. Stay blessed. Stay lit.